Welcome to Life in the Front Office. Today, we've got our first ever 15-minute Friday episode with Harrison McIntyre. And Harrison was a colleague at the Ohio Sports Administration program with me and now a digital strategist at Gilt Edge Soccer Marketing. Um, Harrison, explain a little bit about what you do and kind of what your role is right now. course Jake well first thanks for thanks for having me come on but yeah so recently I transitioned to a new role at Guilt Edge where I get to be a digital strategist and help organize build and, and lead our content strategy and what we do for a variety of clients what that typically means is we have the Premier League along with a few Premier League clubs from from England in the, the top division over there in soccer that have entrusted us to be their their agency behind their U.S. digital social handles and, and strategy in the United States. So I get to help kind of lead that, build that to where it is, and connect with fans on, on a daily basis. It's, it's a pretty cool experience because for me, I, I just love the sport, and one of the goals that I have is helping grow the sport here. So to help build those brands and connect with fans on a daily basis is a pretty special experience. How did you come upon your role? I mean, Guilt Edge Soccer Marketing doesn't necessarily jump off the page to you as, as maybe something you go after right out of grad school uh, or the typical listener, you know, in, in undergrad, college, maybe wanting to work in sports. Everyone kind of thinks of, you know, the big four with the NBA, you know, MLB, NFL, uh, the NCAA, the NHL, et cetera. How did you come upon it? Uh, what was your path to get there and, and kind of the turning point for you? It's funny that you say that because I ended up telling Guilt Edge after I worked there for a little bit, after I got comfortable with everyone. But when I was an undergrad, I remember refreshing their, their job opportunities page all the time because they're actually the only soccer-specific marketing agency in the United States. And for me, I was super passionate about soccer and super passionate about marketing. So it was just a such a perfect niche fit for myself. And there never ended up being an opportunity that based on my schedule and where I was living, where, how, where things could work out. But when I was able to go to Ohio, there was actually an alum of our program, Matt Clay, who's no longer at Guilt Edge, but is someone I'll be forever close with and always consider a mentor. Ended up looking to, to bring someone onto his team and reached out through a few connections of his and playing the seven degrees of, of Kevin Bacon eventually reached me. And from there it went, it came to me, and I, I, was, I was floored that someone reached out and immediately knew I, I kind of have to pursue this and went back to that chain and soon enough was on the phone with him and eventually to the spot where I was lucky enough to, to come on board part-time while I was still in school and then eventually joined full-time the day after graduation. But it, it was definitely a funny process of how I had always wanted to go there and then there was just a knock on the door essentially one day and, and it was right there in front of me. Well, and you had other experiences that, that, uh, you know, you had done prior to and prior to Ohio and prior to this role that um, probably played an influence in making that decision for you as well. Right. Yeah. So I was lucky enough during my undergrad days to be able to intern at a few places. And then again, uh, a couple additional spots while I was in grad school. So, 
I've been able to spend some time with Columbus Crew SC of MLS, also with Relevant Sports, who puts together the International Champions Cup, which is the summer tournament that brings over all the European super clubs to, to the United States, along with my athletic department, Learfield Sports. So they're able to kind of figure out what pro sports is like, what agency is like, what uh, more generic side of the sports business uh, life is, is really like on a daily basis and was able to test these different waters and understand where I thought the best fit for me long-term would be and and working out, like I was saying, to put myself in a position lucky enough where someone uh, was friends of a friend of a friend and was willing to have a conversation with me. Oh, absolutely. And and one would ask maybe what you enjoy most about your job. I remember some conversations we had of, of your international trips, and I think you went to Mexico, and obviously you work with the English Premier League, um, which is, is not based in the States for those who are listening. Um, talk about some of the international experiences and, and really the different perspectives you gain from, from those um, experiences you've had. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to, to be able to go to England and to the Premier League's office and get to work with a lot of folks over there and, and travel quite a bit around around the country domestically as well. But having these more international fan bases, even though we're focused on growing the game over here, the U.S. isn't like really any other country on earth. You've got such a wealth of diversity and where people are from and who makes them them at the end of the day. And you get to meet people from all walks of life. And it makes it really special in not only understanding the sport that that we all love, but at the same time understanding the people that love them and, and realizing that the world is not just one person, but so many different kinds. But at the end of the day, there is something that brings everyone everyone together and getting to experience that essentially with them is, is a bit of a neat experience. Well, and, and bring people together at a sporting event, it's like nothing else. I mean, and, and that would almost um, be enough for a lot of us as to why we work in sports. But what's maybe your one reason why you, you work in sports aside from your love for soccer? Uh, I think, you know, we've had conversations where you're, you're watching a game at 3 a.m., uh, but, but that's just normal time in England, you know, and, and, what that schedule looks like for you. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I talk about this with my with my coworkers pretty often, and some of my shifts on, on the week start quite early. But to put it in perspective, like I may have to get up early to start my job, but there are tons of people who are out on the West Coast where they are looking at an eight-hour time zone difference from, from the U.K. where the matches are happening. And so their first match of the day starts at starts at 4:30, but that doesn't mean anything to them. They're at the bar. They've worked with the bar owner to get these places open, and they are there. They are singing. They're chanting. They're having a couple drinks. And most people are walk. Not most people, but some people are still coming back from from the night before, from just their their Saturday night out. And it's it's special to be able to see people care that much about about the sport because for me I love it in that same kind of way at the end of the day and will have been lucky enough to have 
fun experiences for work, but also with friends that um, we have become close through through those similar experiences. And it makes it that that kind of moment in time that just has it resonate with you and and makes you think, wow, um, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, sure. And and obviously the relationships that come of it, you know, people, like you were saying, from different cultures. Um, what I want to do with, with our 15-minute Friday episode is kind of finish with a, a two-minute drill, more or less. Um, we're going to ask you a couple questions uh, really about, you know, getting into sports, kind of some experiences you've had and and what it's been like so far. So best or worst interview experience? Ooh, best or worst? Or worst. Uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with best. I feel like that's that's always a an easier one here. But when I was when I was interviewing for for relevant sports, it was the first time I was about to have uh, what in my mind was a big internship, something that I was super excited about. And when we got off the when we were going through it. I had done all this prep, felt really confident, and was excited for the opportunity. And at the end of the, the interview, like, we want to give you this internship. And granted, that was the first major moment in, in my career, but it'll just always sit with me because it marked such a big transition and that I want to do this. We hit it off on the first step and to the point where they were willing to, to offer, even though it's a summer internship, they would still be willing to offer that to me on the spot. Sure. So to follow up to that would be the best or worst part of your journey thus far. I know we were just talking about the snow in Chicago, so that might qualify uh, there potentially, but best or worst part of your journey and uh, obviously the, to the very early extent of your long journey. Well, first snow will always love it. The cold, maybe not so much, (laughs) but give me, give me a good blizzard on a Saturday and I am a happy camper, but (laughs) I'll give you one that actually hits both, and we kind of talked on it, but the time of being on U.K. time on the weekends, but living in the U.S., so we'll regularly start shifts at 5.30 a.m. I'll have been ready to go, logged on the computer, sitting down. So while it's, I lose Friday nights, but also at the same time where most people have to work their game day shift from, say, noon to 10 p.m., I'm actually done at the same time by 3.30, 4 p.m. because I started so early. So it's one of those those catch-22s, but there, there, there's a good and bad to it. Sure. Anything you'd go back and change thus far, uh, if you could? That I would change. So I think the I think there'd be two things that apply here. One, if I was looking back, there'd be one thing I'd want to reiterate to myself, and that was going, going to Ohio for grad school. For me, it was the clear point of going through there and going into the next steps of my career, that that was the right decision. There's so many things I can attribute to that, having been lucky enough to experience because of having had the chance to go to Ohio's master's program. But if there's one thing that changed, I would learn the hard skill of photography and videography, not necessarily going all the way down to learning how to be a professional editor, both in my job, there's a lot of aesthetics that come into building a brand. And while I have some skills in, in Adobe, things that can definitely 
be of use to many of our clients. It's not to the level that if someone needs someone to go and shoot on site, I, I can't offer that, where I would love to be able to offer that to, to a client in the future. Well, we, we might know that a camera might, be, a really nice camera might be in uh, your future purchases, I guess. Um, <laughs> favorite thing outside of work? Favorite thing outside of work. So when I moved to Chicago, where, where my job is, I'm lucky enough to be four blocks from, from the lake, from, from Lake Michigan. So for me, I, I bought a kayak, and when it's not the winter, I'll go and essentially one day become a meme because I'm the guy dragging a kayak on a set of wheels for city blocks <laughs> where you couldn't see the lake at all. But I'll go and I'll kayak a couple times a week to forget about everything else and, and just enjoy enjoy life for what it is. Where's, the, where's your favorite place you've, you've kayaked thus far, maybe aside from the lake? There's a a great little river down in South Jersey in the Bayville area for, for anyone that, that's from there. But it's this little creek with all these winding turns, and it ends at a trestle where you could climb it, and it's maybe like a 20-foot jump. But as a kid, we would go there all the time, and we would jump off there at the end of this long three-, four-hour kayaking trip, and it was just like the perfect way to end it all. Kayaking on a Friday after work. Sounds like peace. Um, last thing to wrap up the episode, what would be the one piece of advice you'd have for our listeners who are trying to get into sports or they're currently working in sports, but maybe looking for that next thing or that next move? Um, what would your one piece of advice be? So everyone always says networking is such a, such a key important factor and don't get me wrong it, it truly is it's how I ended up getting how I ended up getting my, my current role but I would say those things will, will come naturally with you doing the right things which you'll what would probably be an even more useful thing is learning a hard skill so whether it's in like photography whether it's learning another language because you are interested in working in soccer and Spanish is such an important part of working in soccer in North America that you want to pick up that skill. Or if you're interested in basketball and you want to help grow the game globally and a massive market that the NBA is focusing on is in China. Learning one of the main languages of China is a very important thing. It gives you a, a clear competitive advantage amongst your peers. So trying to find that hard skill that really helps set you apart could be a huge benefit in the short term, but also the long term. No, that's awesome. That's a great piece of advice. And we are just at our 15 minutes. So appreciate uh, you joining us today, Harrison. Um, stay tuned for our episode on Monday with the CIO of the San Francisco Giants, Bill Schlau. And also stay tuned for our second Uh, 15-minute Friday episode next week. So thanks again, Harrison. Appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to having you on again soon.